Hey, everybody. This is the best of Beck Did It Better. Beck Did It Better is a podcast that looks at the top 500 albums of all time as listed by Rolling Stone magazine. We go through each album one by one and talk about what we think about it. Turns out they're mostly pretty good. The only problem? There's just too much cool stuff to talk about. So it takes us a while. So we want to, instead of giving you a full hour-long episode, we want to give people these short clips to give people a little bit of a taste of the show. The full episodes are released on Tuesdays. If you don't ever want to miss one, please subscribe. In this clip, we're talking about Exile on Main Street by the Rolling Stones. But we reflect on Aaron's worst concert experience, and we ask the questions a lot of people are too scared to ask, like, what's a honky-tonk bar? You might not be able to guess which former wrestler we talk about after that. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at beckdidbetter.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at beckdidbetter. You have something to say but no podcast to say it on? What's your problem? Everybody's got a podcast. Well, you're in luck. Leave a message on the Beck line, and we will play it on the show. We're desperate for content. Call 802-277-BECK. That's 802-277-2325. Leave a message. If it's about the honky-tonk man, there's a 100% chance we'll play it. Thanks for listening. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time, but you're just too lazy to look it up online. If you want to hear four guys who chat and then they get off track, I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. This is another album where it's a British band that really, almost more than any other British band, is super influenced by Americana again. Mm-hmm. They had recorded uh, Sticky Fingers before this at Muscle Shoals in Alabama. And you can hear a ton of that influence on this album with the gospel stuff. You know, always, Horns. of course, lots of blues, tons of boogie. I mean, a lot of this album, you feel like you're in some honky-tonk bar down in wherever honky-tonk bars in. And I'm assuming that's a state like Missouri? Alabama? Are there honky-tonk bars? <laughs> what is a honky-tonk bar? Like, if I went into a honky-tonk bar, how would I be able to identify it? They don't exist. They don't, I mean, they're only like, maybe Anthony Bourdain could have found one on his show, but, you know, he's are gone you telling too. Me, like, are you telling me that the honky-tonk man was a lie? Is the honky-tonk no. man a joke to you, Aaron? No, he he's cool. He's hobby. He's bad. <laughs> Shake, rattle, and roll, baby. I should have I mentioned let- the worst band I ever saw in Minneapolis was the Brian Jonestown Massacre, but we don't want to talk about that either. Go ahead. Oh, no, we do. Go for it. <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> are you awful. talking about? Oh, my God. Please do. What, what made horrible. him suck, Aaron? What do, you made- have a, do you have a third? Uh- they were terrible. I saw them. Actually, I saw them the same night I saw Paul Westerberg. The aforementioned caller to the back line made me go. After we saw Paul Westerberg at the uh, Pantages, we went to the 400 to see uh, Brian Jonestown Massacre. They were horrible. I will never forgive him for making me go. Uh, the band I've got to play both of these at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to do. This sounds like a round. I cannot make. I cannot make one of these every week. I can't do it. We will never talk about anything else. You mentioned Brian Jones. I just it made me think of that. Let's keep. Let's talk about this. Brian Jones is who sells Aaron his pants. Uh, but, but this was. I mean, this really was like if you see how they record. If you see, if you see how they recorded this album, basically they were at this this villa in France. Mick Jagger had just gotten married. And, and by the sounds of it, you know, and who knows, Bill Wyman's talking about it. And he just said like, yeah, every night from like eight at night to three in the morning, some of us would go down to record. A lot of times Mick wouldn't show up. Sometimes Keith wouldn't show up. Sometimes Keith would show up by himself. And that's how we got happy. Um, and it just was a huge, a huge mess 
of recording it. And I think you can really hear it because I listened to the 2010 remastered version of this and it still sounded like muddy garbage to me. Yeah. I think this could be the greatest album of all time if it didn't sound like they were playing in some swamp somewhere behind a honky tonk bar. And I still feel like there's a good bit in that honky tonk bar somewhere. Like I don't know what a honky tonk <laughs> bar we is. Maybe, maybe the, the, we got it with the honky tonk. Maybe man. the real way to figure out what honky tonk music actually is is to pull up the honky tonk man's WWE theme song right now, and let's see what that because WWE WWF at the time they're going to get music right. Like they do music about as good as anyone, right? So yeah, let's pull they, up the honky tonk the man's theme song: "Cool, Cocky, and Bad." <laughs> Yes. Oh, this sounds, yeah, this sounds like the Stones can be done this. Oh, the piano, the piano maker, the Jerry Lee Lewis. If, if I played this for one of the Rolling Stone songs on this album, would you know? No, that absolutely I not. By the way, the Honky Tonk Man, I always thought he looked awesome. The, the best part about the Honky Tonk Man is we're going to get to talk about him again with Elvis in a few weeks. I'm cool, I'm cocky, I'm bad. I'm bad. The Honky Tonk Man looks a lot like me. And that's not a compliment to the honky tonk man. <laughs> like the honky tonk man is like, okay, I'm a fat guy. What can I do for a bit? Eh, I'm Elvis, I guess. I'm going to smash people with this guitar. Uh, okay, so we have solved what the honky tonk bar is, and that is if the honky tonk man is inside. And I would say there's actually probably a good chance the honky tonk man did spend a lot of time in the honky tonk bars. I mean, there was a time when I was part of the honky tonk bar association, and absolutely, <laughs> the American honky tonk. I had a cowboy hat. Ah, and you had the you shirt, know, you had the short yeah. shirt with the four quadrants, the, oh, like, the gray and, and the black. I can't stand that stuff, but you know. When is this? Is basically Elvis? Uh, no, this is the honky tonk man. He's very different and not at all like Elvis in any single way. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think of the Elvis. Honky tonk man looks like your dad. Oh my God! By the way, that song is two minutes long. How long did it take him to enter? The, the coolest ring? thing about the Honky Tonk Man and why he spans multiple music genres is one year he tag teamed with Greg the Hammer Valentine and their <laughs> yeah. nickname was called Rhythm and Blues. So he spans <laughs> Honky Tonk music and R&B. He did have one of my favorite finishing moves with the shake, rattle and roll. Yeah. It was like the dumbest thing where he just spun him around and put him down and the guys would always be like, ah, that's it. It's a finishing move. He's done. It was just the weakest move. All Wasn't right. that the big boss man, Rhythm and Blues? Or was that... Great. We might have time. to do a whole episode on, on wrestling. We yeah, we got to do a wrestling episode. Oh, so what's your experience with uh, Jake the Snake Roberts? <laughs> There's actually a lot of crossover between this album and the WWE just in drug use alone. When you want to hear about the greatest albums of all time, but you're just too lazy to look it up online. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track, I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better.